Hey everybody, welcome to the second episode of Loudmouth uh, Radio Podcast here with Rick and Ed. Ed, how are you? How was your week? Doing great, Rick. How about you? Oh, fucking amazing. You know, if I was doing <laughs> any better, I'd be lying. As they say, I'm on the gravy chain, a oh, gravy train on Biscuit Wheel. So, Did you do anything? Do you uh, do anything fun this week? Let's see, fun. Um, spent a lot of time um, uh, reading reading you know the computer reading the internet I, uh so you didn't do anything nothing spectacular <laughs> no nothing different than i've been doing for the last uh 10 years no yeah same with me just kind of kind of more of the same thing it's funny i i know that uh it kind of talked about um kind of set out the uh the schedule for today but i wanted to start you off with a little story so i got this friend yeah. friend of mine eric he um it's tough to describe who he is he's, a, he's an extremely unique um, individual and we were sitting around talking and um, we have to do these occasional physicals like it's every five years every two years every five years something like that okay are we talking and, medical physical or are you yes. running around okay medical. Oh, no just, you go you you get on a treadmill and you, you know you get your heart rate and all your these stress things. test all that kind stress of stress test right chest x-rays yeah, all these other stuff very important as we get older to be uh getting those physicals done you want nothing popping that's up right so you, you keep a baseline and one of the things as you get older they do the the hemocult test you know what that is okay yeah okay so the you know, you basically little, uh... i was complaining because you get you basically have this uh um it's like a uh, you have to you have to take i think it's like three different samples and it's stool samples right so you have yeah, yeah. to and you got that little, it's, little like like a, it's, a, it's like a just a dab right it's just like a right. just like touch it on the cheek just right and so you got to get it and you've got to get yeah. it get it off and you got to put it on this piece of paper you keep this like this mm -hmm. it's like a card yeah like, an, three like different, it right it's like three different things you're supposed to do and i was talking about it and we were, we were and uh i've not done it i just i just i was kind of freaked out about doing it it just seems super gross to me first of all to figure out how to get it onto the card. They give you like these little tiny half tongue depressors. They're like smaller right. than a popsicle stick. Like a, almost like a stir stick for uh Yeah, well, not to be too gross, but I would say step one is not eat super spicy food and <laughs> drink a gallon of whiskey the day before. Like I would think that would be step one. That's it. Well, that's true. But the other one is, so it's like, how do you get it? So I, guys yeah. were telling me stories like they, they get it. it. Well, yeah. <laughs> Or they make it like a, a really a hearty wipe. Okay. Yeah. I mean, dabble, dabble, do you? Right. I was like, and this is just going to be, this will just instantly turn everyone off. And I was like, uh, I was like contemplating catching it on the way by, like uh, grabbing the stick in the act and trying to get it on the right. way by. I eventually like just I didn't, didn't do run. it. Like right. I didn't run. Right. I eventually just didn't do it. I just decided, just oh, like, okay. forget it. I don't care if I'm, if I've got colon cancer, I, I, I'm just that, whatever. It's looking for blood in your stool, I think, is what the hema called. It's looking for whatever. Yeah. So my buddy, my buddy Eric, he goes, oh, because I hate that stuff. I was so mad I had to do it. So what I did was I got this, like, this enormous amount, and I, like, took, like, this huge scoop, and it would, I put so much on there that I couldn't even close the envelope. <laughs> and I'm, like, I'm just, like, mortified. It's like, what are you getting a melon baller-sized scoop? And he said that it's like, he goes, yeah, well, forget those guys are making me do this. I'm like, oh, the guy okay. that's looking at it has nothing to do with you doing this. It's, there's some $9 an hour employee, some 17-year-old well, kid working after school. 
<laughs> you have to open that that thing. It's got all. It's it's probably like forcing itself out against the fold of the paper. You know, oh, where it's like it's bit over. So I know exactly. I mean, I can imagine exactly. It's like you know what it's like. It's like stuffing an envelope with like too many pages and right. that like fold that doesn't quite doesn't quite meet where it's supposed to meet. That's it right. Just, he, it was know. it was him sticking it to the man. It was like, oh boy. <laughs> you know what is wrong with us? Like seriously, uh, you know, I mean it's, I agree. it's one of my favorite the, the pleasures of getting old, right? Like <clears throat> as we get old, we we were given these tasks of well, okay, let me start over. So when you're talk about full circle, when you're right. little, you definitely play with your poop, right? Like I, right. I remember when I walked in on my daughter when she was, you know, I don't know, like 13 months old or whatever. Right. And she had gotten into her diaper and spread poop all over the wall. Uh-huh. She had it on like war paint. Yeah, like war Not paint, you know, like, and it was, it was like the, uh, you know, she was a poop princess, you know, that oh, was found no. on the riverbank. And, okay, so we do it when we're little. And then when we, we get, as we get older, we have to play with our poop again, which is just, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, I, don't, I don't know if I find as I, much pleasure uh, as no, I do, I, uh, as I did. <laughs> oh. so well, funny. Tell, tell Eric, good job for sticking it to the man, you know, way to, <laughs> way to showed really that, uh, that minimum wage books. employee. <laughs> Well, the good news yeah, is you know what? I uh, actually, when I was in uh, paramedic school, I worked as in, in the lab at a hospital, uh, collecting. You know, I would do blood samples, and you okay. know, I'd go around the hospital collect blood. Now, fortunately, these aren't not nine dollar an hour uh, positions that are analyzing these hemocults, but they also, and not to offend anyone or place anyone in a certain category. These are some strange people that work in the lab. I literally. <laughs> I worked the night shift, and there was a lab tech, whatever the you know the correct term was. He literally wore a foil helmet to keep no, it, them out of his brain. No good. joke. So, it, no joke. That so, uh, that's pretty awesome. I, I one of yeah, the things I always hate about is when they give the uh, urine sample to the uh, to the tech. It's like yeah. you feel guilty. It's like I'm sorry that you have to. Sorry, it's it's like sorry, it's so warm. Here you go. Yeah, <laughs> I know you got gloves or, on. <laughs> or I, 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 I always tell them this. Yeah, I, I usually drink more water. I know, like, I just drank a lot of coffee today. I apologize. Like, Sorry about the asparagus. I about, had asparagus. Yeah, I love asparagus yeah, exactly, waffles. Exactly. I <laughs> or omelets. I mean. smell and yeah. Apologizing uh, to people that just don't care. Number one. But anyway, well, yeah. well. I'm glad you made. Well, you didn't even do it, so well, tell Eric. I'm happy he got through that. You got it. Good job on you for uh, just ditching it. So I was running. Uh, I, I was out uh, doing what I do. Uh, what I we have we live along. Um, uh, I'll be able to go and run along the uh, river uh, out here. So we got bike paths, like 14 miles of bike paths that go around. Okay, real quick, real quick. Yeah. What is the name of the river that you can run next? It's called the Willamette River. Oh, that's beautiful. Beautiful country. Now, okay. Yes. I live near a river. Um, <laughs> yes, yes. I think I know the name of a river. Okay. Well, it's, you know what? It stretches for a long way. The mm-hmm. Los Angeles River. And if you don't know it Los Angeles. beautiful. Don't, whatever you do, do not picture 
the Willamette River. Just think of a homeless infested uh, concrete wasteland. So that they live inside the water. They have actual like floating no, like well, river like boathouses like they have up in Portland. <laughs> <laughs> Where they actually live live in boat houses that are floating on the river. You can actually buy a piece of uh, buy a house that floats on the river, right? That we're talking yeah, about. Yeah, yeah, they're definitely. I wouldn't call them houseboats. You know, they 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 migrate along the um, the banks of this uh, beautiful Los Angeles River. But they actually started a thing a few years ago where you could actually go on Los Angeles River tours, and you get a kayak. And you drop in by the LA Zoo, and you just go for a little cruise. And wait a minute, there's actually water. Wait a minute. There's because I've only I've actually seen the LA River and I've never seen water in it. It's it's where they film that that chase from Greece, right? They uh, well, yeah, and also from Terminator, Terminator uh, Two, when he uh, he's chasing the kid and the kid. Did you just completely emasculate right me? <laughs> like, oh yeah, yes. that that <clears throat> that scene from Greece. Yeah, no, 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 the Terminator scene. Yeah. Go Greece, lightning, go. You're burning up the quarter mile. I know every every uh, word. Okay, so there actually is water at at some time, some point Uh, in the just just when it rains and a few days afterwards. I mean, our uh, time when it rains, it's it's prepared to be on a bunch of water rescues pulling homeless people from the uh, trenches of the Los Angeles River. So that thing can get pumping when it's raining, but it's it's definitely I would not consider it a river. And it's definitely not as picturesque as the Willamette. So anyway, carry on. You're running so along got, got the Willamette. A, we've got a great. Uh, it, it's actually it is a beautiful river, and there's uh, one of the things that the uh, that the city has done is that they've uh, they've paved bike paths, and you can connect most of uh, the city, uh, and so even some of the outlying areas with with bike paths that never touch the road. So you can you can go oh, okay. like a like a fourteen mile loop, you know, eight miles one direction, and we'll do the math six miles. That doesn't quite work, um, but it's 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 about fourteen miles uh, of exclusive uh, on the uh, on the river trails. And wow, uh, beautiful. So one of the things I sent you was I, one of the things that drives me crazy, and it just drives me nuts, is the fact that we let our uh, we let people camp along the river and and. Um, I don't think they're allowed to, but the the city is not really doesn't have a lot of desire to get them out of there. Um, and so there's a guy that I, I sent you a picture. You have to put it up on the uh, on the Twitter page of a guy. And it's a, I mean, it's a full site. It's the best camping site you can imagine. I mean, it was a nice it was a sunny day. Uh, it was yeah. right on the water. I mean, quiet. It was kind of protected by some trees, but it was flat and grassy. It's like, man, I would love to stay here. Yeah, really. <laughs> Find a place to camp. But, yeah. but you follow the rules. I can't imagine it's legal. I mean, I don't know. I mean, maybe it is. Um, yeah. Well, they, that's one know. of the things that they will occasionally flush. The cities will occasionally flush um, people out of some of the uh, what are considered riparian areas. So I don't. They don't stay there very long. If they could, right. if it's next to the water, they don't stay there very long. Um, if people can see them, but there are places where they they get in and out. They will go and do these cleanups, and they will they will haul. Like, I mean, tons of literally tons of garbage out of the riverbank because they're afraid they do it at the end of summertime, especially because they're afraid they're going to get washed into the river. Um, right. And that's right. one of the great ironies that we have is that they're they're uh, very concerned about it getting washed into the river. But they're really not concerned if it's just affecting just me going downtown, <laughs> walking right, downtown, exactly. going to restaurants. Of course. Of course. <laughs> 
Yeah. Now, are these are these what we call urban campers? Like, uh, yeah, that's right. Urban outdoorsmen is what we like to. Uh, yeah, that's exactly right. Oh, okay. So these are these are homeless homeless people that have just taken up residence. Man, what a spot! You're right. I mean, talk about man. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's one of those things Water that I think property. They have, they do have access. Like I said, they have access to um, to getting out, getting off the street. But uh, this is this is in many reasons why would you if you've got a tent and a sleeping bag and uh, no one bugging you? I'm not sure why you'd ever go anywhere else. Right, of course. Well, again, you know, if uh, no one's telling you you can't, and uh, I can either sleep there or sleep in the, in the concrete jungle. I mean, it's a good spot. You got that I mean, right. Yeah, I mean it's. Unfortunately, you know, I don't know if you've seen any of this stuff with down here with this uh this trail that runs in it's in Orange County and it runs like, you know, near uh right right actually right next to like Angel Stadium. And there was actually a big uh few weeks ago the Orange County sheriffs went in there and clean cleaned this place up because this was a you know, we're talking million dollar bike path or, you know, millions of dollar bike path that right. was put in and you wouldn't even, you wouldn't dare let your wife or family, you know, use this, this beautiful bike path because like we talked about last week, the most of the three types of homeless people, right? Mental health, drug addiction, right. or just street people. Right. Unfortunately, a lot of crime and drug abuse follow these people, and so it can be dangerous. Like literally, it's it's a it's a homeless encampment, but it's a it's like uh, what's that thing that takes place in the middle of the desert? That huge uh, Burning Man. Burn. It's like Burning. It's a constant Burning Man right. in right, Orange right. County, you know. And <clears throat> finally, after someone you know was attacked. And enough cries to city council after years and years of of, of of people taking up their residence here, they finally, finally cleared it up. Have they have they have they announced? I mean, do you hear any talk of actual plans uh, for for fixing the issues down? There? I mean, and, and it's I think it, people no. think it's just their own city, but I mean, have you heard of any actual plans? No, 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 no. The the plan is unfortunately. Um, is to just move them from there so right. that so people can enjoy this, you know, this it's uh this huge bike path. People can actually use it for what it's for. It's called actually the Santa Anita Bike Trail. Um, you know, they, the just, it, they don't come up with a solution, but it's just right. someone got, you know, like always, it takes somebody got hurt, somebody got right. attacked, before they decided to listen to the cries of the citizens to clean up their riverbed, you know. Well, I want to was... kind of dive into this a little bit because it's funny. I, I I know this is kind of uh, hopefully we'll stay a little bit on topic with this, but I, I I've actually I found out um, uh, trying to get some help for a uh, for a woman in town here who's uh, who's basically just severely addicted, alcoholic, um, got some other medical problems, but her main condition is mainly just her. She's just stuck in alcoholism, and um, right. Um, she's. Uh, we, I was trying to figure out how we can get her, like a, like, force her into uh, treatment, uh, and force her into, um, and just but yeah, force her into treatment so she can start getting better. 
And uh, I found out that if you cannot force people into treatment, um, they have to go voluntarily. They can even like a civil commitment. Have you heard that term? Right. No. Okay. So civil commitment is like a, uh, I'm not even sure what it means, but it, it would mean like you get ordered by a judge to um, basically behave. Okay. Um, but it's it's so funny. Uh, and it's yeah, like, I, but I had but, one of those too. It was, it was called a mom and a dad. Right, 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 yeah. right, right. I don't know if anyone else has those, but uh, yeah. they, they forced me to, they raised me to act a certain way and to right. learn to fend for myself. And that didn't mean living on the streets, asking for money. Um, so Rick, if you get met with adversity, did they, did you, they tell you to quit? Was that, is no. that what they told you? Oh. No, it's oh. weird. They're, they're a weird oh, family. I don't know if you have that family, but they told me that <clears throat> I was to work hard and right. try to see other people's point of view and uh, find my place in uh My in head is spinning. <laughs> I know. So I, you know what? <laughs> a lot of, there's a lot of people that just are not going to understand what I'm talking about. But uh, So it turns out, anyway, <laughs> long story, I mean, this, this, there is, there's nothing in place right now to physically make people that are incapable of taking care of themselves. Uh, I, I thought it was interesting that one of the things or criteria for it's a certain, oh, developmentally, de developmentally disabled people. Right. Uh, okay. So there's a rule. And again, I'm, I'm not, not the greatest expert, but I was just sitting in a, in a room listening to this. And they, they said that the, um, uh, for a, a Developmentally disabled, you've got to be an IQ of below a certain thing, like 80, 85. And uh, uh, you have to be, um, uh, I say diagnosed, you have to be, that has to be, uh, uh, you have to be, come up with that uh, IQ number before the age of 22. So you have to have the injury and a diagnosis of, of mental impairment before the age of 22. And then okay. you qualify for a lot of services. Um, okay, good. But That's if it's good. over that, or it's over that, or uh, or, or uh, you got the injury, you got it, or you became uh, you became developmentally disabled after the age of twenty-two. There's really nothing to be done. You kind of get moved into another another like little I don't know a little category. So uh, it's such a confusing. You know, yeah. Okay. <laughs> You're making me upset. Ed. Okay. Again, instead of our county and state officials coming up with a solution to the problem, like we talked about before, there are definitely people that need help, right? Yes. The, the mentally disabled people, no matter what age they are, the the drug addicted, alcohol, um, you know, alcohol addicted persons need some sort of help or recovery. Yes. Right. But so instead of the county coming to a solution to try to fix this problem, instead they're worried about let's come up with the age that uh, we can actually say that you're mentally disabled. It's right. just well, like this Orange County right. thing. They're displacing up to over a thousand, you know, homeless people, and there's no solution. Right. It's the just platform. you can't. What is it? What's the? Yeah, I don't. Uh, I don't mind you. I don't mind you staying, but you can't stay here. Or I don't they, mind they, you. You don't have well, to go home, but you can't stay here. You don't have to yeah, go home, exactly, but you can't stay. Exactly it. You don't have to go home, but you can't stay here. 
That is the county officials' motto for handling the homelessness. It's like that. I don't know if you remember, but 15 years ago, literally, there were homeless people in in, in fancy, nice areas of Orange County, and they would get you know whatever caused them to. They'd get to the hospital, right? So we're talking. Right. Let's say we're in Newport Beach. They bring in a homeless person into Newport Beach General or whatever the name of the hospital is. And when it was time to discharge this, this homeless person, they would call a private ambulance to come pick them up. And they would literally drive them to Skid Row, open up the back doors, and kick them out. <laughs> that was their solution right. to their homeless problem. Make that somebody else's problem. Well, so let me, let me be very clear. The people that are in huh. these meetings truly care about the individuals. Um, meaning they, they, they truly care about helping the people that one of the, these are the, these are the people that are on the ground that are actually, that are involved with helping the, um, these people that we're talking about. The right. problem is if the people don't want help, uh, that's, that's where the quandary is. So they, like they, these people that I'm talking about, they can get these, this civil commitment, they can get guardians they can get people that will volunteer to help them. A lot of these people that are, that I, I that I'm around will will have have a group of these people that they maintain they 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 go and they they weekly go help them with their life just basic stuff with their life like write checks for them pay bills for them this kind of thing if they want right. it there's a million services the, the the problem we're having right now is trying to figure out what to do with people that desperately need help but aren't aren't willing to accept it and right. that's the part right. that I'm talking about that I can't I I, I the the solution I have is physical commitment right um, and it's like you physically have to make them for their own good and for society because the amount of resources they get spent is i mean it's astronomical the amount of money right. gets spent on 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 a, on two or three dozen people right <laughs> and i mean that right, right. not many anyway that's a that's a little fun way to start the uh yeah well that's uh that's week two of starting with that so we're gonna mix it up next week and talk <laughs> yeah. about uh homeless pets <laughs> okay, there's a lot of dogs and cats on the streets that need our assistance. Anyway, Ed, um, you know, I I would think you're pretty, you know, I know you're well educated. Um, you have a mm. good head on your shoulders. Your common sense kind of attitude is what I like about you. And I appreciate that, Rick. <laughs> and you're extremely good looking. Yeah, that's, we've established well, that me, too. Let me ask you if, if this makes sense to you. Would it make sense if I said, hey, <clears throat> let's get a bunch of really kind of shitty people and let's allow them to buy guns and then take them back and use them illegally. But the caveat is we're going to track these guns, Ed. So okay. GPS, like they have uh, like microchips. purpose? <laughs> You right. guys know I'm talking about Fast and Furious. Finally, finally, documents were turned over last week after Attorney uh, General um, after Holder refused refused to release these documents after a six year fight. They were finally released, and these absolutely insane to me. <clears throat> yeah. So if you're not if you're not uh, if you don't know what we're talking about, it was Operation. Uh, it was called Operation Fast and Furious because Why President did they name Obama. Because President Obama loves Vin Diesel. That's the <laughs> only thing I can come up with. I mean, and he loves 
shiny cars. I, I don't know. I could totally be wrong. I do, I he, loves, he loves he loves curls and uh, body oil, putting the, uh, yeah. <laughs> the exactly. self-tanner. <laughs> exactly. Okay, me. so uh, what, what Fast and Furious, it was an Obama-era Obama era operation um, of the Bureau on Alcohol, Tobacco, Firearms, and Explosives. It was an operation which federal governments allowed criminals to buy guns in the Phoenix area shops with the intention of tracking them as they were transported Back into Mexico. Okay. Did it ever get Rick? Did it ever get? Did it ever get to why? How they were going to track them? I mean, wh what they were using was it just serial numbers? I mean, how were they going to track I, these weapons? I I've I never don't read think that. They had any idea? No, because you can't find. There's. I mean, okay. You and I are smart guys. Let's come mm -hmm. up with. Let's come up with two ways we're going to track these guns. You go first. Well, you got to you microchip <clears throat> them, but but the reality is you got to get close then to find out. Like, there's not like I don't believe. You can get, and this is this is again my expert. You said I'm educated. I have a liberal arts education from a small Christian college. Oh uh, boy, did you have to ruin <laughs> my day by telling me you had a liberal arts major? Okay. Anyway. So, but I don't think it's just this magic beacon that that is that is that is broadcasting to satellite. And frick, my tile on my phone lasts a year. And they're better. It's a stupid Bluetooth. Right. Thing. <laughs> well, like, I don't know if you know this, but. Um, Guns can kill people by themselves, okay? But they can okay. also make phone calls and send emails. Okay. Oh, Rick, I didn't know that. Yeah. So they can make so, prank calls as well as uh, as, yeah, as well they, as kill you people know what? autonomously. AR-15s, these assault <laughs> weapons, and as a CNN uh, guy said last week, he said this automatic semi gun is about to. Uh, anyway, um, right? <laughs> automatic okay. semi. <laughs> gotcha. Yeah, automatic semi. Um, so I, they were going to track I, them. The they were going to come gonna... up with is that they were going to track the serial numbers, um, which is absolutely ridiculous. As so, it turned out. Just to be clear, they were going to have, you know, people from South America come in, buy guns at a Phoenix area gun store. They were going to track the serial numbers, and they lost anywhere from, they don't know the count, obviously, but somewhere between 1,400 and 2,000 weapons. Okay, so, let me ask you this, Rick. I've got a. Uh, go ahead. No, you're still making a no, point. No. I'm gonna. I'm gonna kind of crap on your no, point no, no, here no. in a second. That, that was it. It was just. I just wanted to get let everyone know the facts of the thing that it was guns, and they were allowed to smuggle them back into South America. And so I'm gonna argue against why this uh, shouldn't bother you that much. Uh, okay. I please. This stuff. This all. All this stuff always bothers me. The you know the uh, I we mentioned it before, or I mentioned it to you before the Iran Contra stuff. It's like this weird. The intent was, I, I'm going to say that the intent was was good by whomever decided that they're going to do it this way. The intent was to do this right, to, to do something good for the American people. I think I don't know what it is. That doesn't make any sense to me because, first of all, I here's here's why it doesn't bother me that much. I believe that they're going to get the guns anyway. The fact that they were, that the government got their got their hands on it, and and sold these weapons in this nefarious way. I, I believe that those guys would be finding ways to get access to those types of weapons anyway. Although 2,000 or however many guns, that's a lot of guns <laughs> in one place. Yeah. Um, uh, let me that's tell what I mean. Now, they're going to find it anyway, aren't they? I mean, aren't, aren't they going to get them anyway? Sure. Okay. So now um, I love you, Ed, but I'm now going to tell you why you're absolutely wrong. Oh, good. Okay. <sighs> 
to say that they would have these get these guns anyway maybe okay but the fact that Sounds we like allow the 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 fact well i you, you know i like you a lot i'm trying i'm trying to be <laughs> right, go, go, go. Um, the fact that that you you are are okay well let me go back we never want to think that the government our us government is going to do something to injure its citizens right like that right. alone we, that's we don't want to think like that at least i don't ever want to think like that right um but how you would think that we're going to let cartel members come right. into the united states and purchase guns from a gun shop right right okay right. that to me like if if i want to go purchase a gun right now okay I want to go duck hunting in the Los Angeles River. I have to take a test. Right. I have to show my ID. And then I can buy a long rifle. And then I can leave with that long rifle. If I want to buy a handgun, there is a waiting period. Okay? So, again, I'm seeing a lot of consistencies with our U.S. government. You don't need an ID to vote. You don't need an ID to buy a gun. Now. It's just the fact that you allowed this to happen, how you ever thought you were going to be able to trace or keep track of these guns, it's insane. Right. But the worst part about it is Brian Terry, who was a Border Patrol agent, was killed in 2010, and somehow they were able to know that the gun that killed a U.S. border agent was a gun that was purchased through the Operation Fast yeah. and Furious. Talk about a fucking, like, switcheroo. Like, how fucked up is it that the U.S. government was involved in an operation that in turn had one of its own citizens that was trying to protect our country killed by one of those weapons? It, it boils my yeah. blood that that would actually happen in today's I just again, just going going back to I don't sorry. have any idea what they thought it was. It was an attempt to like find out where they were going, um, meaning they were gonna they were gonna get to they were gonna get so many of them sold that they're then gonna go find out who was using them and 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 find out their channels and distribution and or whatever. I, it's it's this has always been so confusing to me. I don't know what that was, what the plan was. Or was just was it just trying to make assault weapons look bad? I mean, I have no idea what they were trying to do. Hey, Ed, look at you. One of the conspiracies, if you're a conspiracy oh, theorist, is that Ob uh, the Obama uh, the Obama administration allowed this to happen, or personally, Obama was involved with this again, so the Democrats can push their gun control legislation. Now. Uh. Just a conspiracy theory. <laughs> That's funny. Means nothing. But again, how is this a thing? How is this allowed to happen? How? Okay. Have you seen the documentary? Or not documentary. It's like a docu-series on Netflix called Wormwood. No, I've seen that. I've seen the, I've seen the uh, roll up on the. Uh... Yeah, I've seen that. So anyway, it's, a, it's about a, a, a uh, scientist that was killed in the 50s. Um, well, literally, the family was told, your, your husband, father had an accident. 
he either jumped. He, I'm sorry, he had an accident. He either he either killed himself or fell out of a ten story okay. window, which which boggled this family. Like the son was like, "How? Okay, accident, suicide, or right. fell? Like just it didn't make sense to him." And um, ended up that the CIA was running experiments, and this guy killed himself because he was late. He had a bunch of LSD laced. Uh, drink or whatever and he was hallucinating and he killed sure. himself Makes sense. okay how is this good for our country like again like and the, the part that like scares me is like our government has been doing things for years that's directly affects the safety and welfare of its american citizens well, i i believe that they're trying and... to, I, I do believe generally that they're trying to do what they think is best and they get caught up and you know i i actually do think Something the way this this Fast and Furious has always sounded to me was that it was like one or two guys that that started rolling or girls that started rolling into this thing and just wouldn't stop and got some secret, got some power, got some got a little little 007 stuff and they decided they're gonna do and I don't know what their mission was. I I, I probably should actually try to read it. Although the the problem with trying to to research well, this stuff, it's impossible <clears throat> to get what's actually happening because no one will tell you exactly what's happening. Yeah, it, the thing about it is is uh, I see what you're saying, and that's probably something I would have thought too. But I mean, this this ended up being that this was a full on known about operation within the uh, you know ATF and you know backed by our president. I mean, this unfortunately wasn't just a couple of guys, you know, up to no good. I mean, this was, a, this was, they were doing this on purpose. And you're right. I don't want to believe that they were doing something malicious. I want to believe that they had the safety and welfare of the United States in mind for whatever, however they thought they were doing something to, that was going to end up protecting us absolutely backfired or back, yeah, backfired and ended up killing Kill a U.S. Guys. agent. And that's the just, worst. Yeah, what a fucking well, it's, it's, bummer. It's, I mean, what would you do if you're yeah. the family, right? Like, it just, like, go back, you know, let's go to the, the Florida the high school shooting. I mean, to think that the FBI was notified of this, and I, I don't want to get right. way off track, because it's easy for me to do, but I'm just saying, as a father, if you would have known the FBI was notified about this, and they did nothing, yeah. and the same thing with this, the ATF allowed these guns to be sold, and then my brother was killed, or oh, my son God. was killed, or my husband. Like, yeah, like that. Yeah, when you just, personalize anything like that, that it's, it it makes you it can it can absolutely send you through the roof if you if you really like internalize it and ah, look at it, it. I agree. I mean, it'll 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 make you nuts. Well, I absolutely agree. Speaking with of you, so. all that of people um, killing each other and. All the trafficking, most of that trafficking is is going to be drug related. Um, uh, you know, all that. Sure. Uh, well, yeah, a lot of it. So, yeah, I, I, sure. probably it's drug and money, and then and the drugs and they're kind of synonymous. And and one of the things that's happened in in uh, both your state and my state um, is the legalization of marijuana and uh, the uh, trafficking. Reefer. <laughs> so, do you guys have like like huh? uh, um, shops on every corner down there? It, it's close yeah it's close i mean they they are popping up in a lot of places i mean yeah it's definitely not odd to see a it's shop. everywhere i and I, I was just down sure. in la and it, it it i didn't see it as much uh, i was in the beach communities and i was i, I mean that's pretty high-end real estate and I, I most of those people yeah that, 
they're not quite they haven't quite entered the uh, Laguna Niguel's and the Newport Beach. No, they don't. They don't allow um, them, right? I mean, they, well, I know that like a lot of the smaller communities will refuse to let them pop yeah, up. Yeah, well, there's still. Yeah, there's it. Yeah, it, I agree. I think it's still a thing that is you know kind of looked down upon, and yeah, they're not. It's like strip clubs, you know. They're not quite. Uh, you know, we all want them. We just don't want <laughs> yeah, them in our city. That's right. Well, what's your take? Speaking of, you know, some you can't, some you can't, uh, right? The, like, you, you can't have, like, California's weird. It's like, if you have beer there, then they have to have their bottoms on. Uh, and, uh, well, are we talking yeah, about strip no, clubs? The or... Yeah, no, the, the people that sell weed, no, <laughs> they have to have their pants on. Uh, no, it, yeah, I only go to weed shops that have, that are naked from, bo- <laughs> from, the, from the waist down. down. <laughs> yeah, I don't care about the top. I just like my. <laughs> I like my weed salesman to have no underpants. They call it pigs. <laughs> they call yes, it porky pig, and you you uh, get bacon. Uh, so I, I was going with that is like you know, I guess you can't smoke in public places, although everyone does. Oh, don't even get me started about this. So what do you what do you feel about it? it? Yeah, it's now in a lot of cities illegal. I Hear me correctly illegal to smoke out cigarettes <laughs> anything right i didn't say inside i'm talking about yeah okay i'm talking about cigarettes yes it's illegal to smoke cigarettes outside i read a story about a gentleman that was in a park smoking a cigarette while his buddy smoked weed <laughs> and the guy smoking a cigarette got a ticket, ticket. Talk about well, the taxpayer. The way our taxpayer. <laughs> no, it's a, the taxpayer. Like, <laughs> that's so funny. Yeah, yeah. Let's. I mean, okay. so uh, that's. Did you do yeah, this on yeah, purpose? So I think the other the other thing you can't do in public is is, is vape, and the rally. I, I look, oh, vaping well. is for douches. I mean, it's hilarious that you'll see these posts on like on Facebook and uh, and Instagram where these competitions where they have. I don't know if you've seen it. Do yourself a favor and look up vaping oh, competitions. <laughs> Oh, I've seen it, brother. I've seen it in person. <laughs> I have seen it. Man, in were person. you were you at a uh, a then... striper cover band concert? Is that where you? <laughs> you <saw them? laughs> no, I was at a uh, I was at a total bro convention. You know, we were just vaping. But so and, vaping, uh, you know, not calling. Not... You know that nicotine right. has no like real bad health effects, or like really. I mean, you, you'll find you'll 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 get you'll look it up, and I'll talk about. It. Certain things, but the reality of it is, is that the nicotine really isn't the the bad part of smoking. Right, the nicotine is not the problem. It's, <laughs> it's yeah, the tars exactly. and everything else in it. And it's like, but yeah, now you can't right. vape either, which is really just truly, you know, grape smelling uh, or raspberry okay, smelling. Yeah, I actually read a thing the other day. It was like it was a Twitter post, and it was like something like "F you vapors." I'll be walking down the street thinking I'm coming up on a donut shop, and I'm about to have myself a little treat. <laughs> But it's just an asshole. Vanilla. Like, okay. Yeah. The fact that you can't vape in public, like, they are the, like, honestly, some of the greatest smelling smells. Right. Especially being Los Angeles. Right. It's not hurting the environment. It used to be a pipe. You'd smell smell a guy smoking a pipe. Raising a. Right. Yeah. Like, okay. (laughs) Can you just, can we slow down in these freaking legislation? Like, you're an adult. You want to smoke? Okay, cigarettes are legal. I get. I totally get the not smoking indoors thing. Like, 
I remember as a kid going to Coco's oh, with yeah. my family, and is it smoking right. or not smoking? And we all know the entire place was smoking. And I remember flying on airplanes, and it was it was uncomfortable. And I also remember though, Ed, you know, my grandparents smoked, just probably like all yep. of our grandparents smoked, driving in you know, oh yeah, uh, a nineteen eighty uh, Ford station uh-huh. wagon. Okay, I would be in the back seat. Middle right. seat, right between my mom and my sister, and up front would be my grandpa and my grandma, and they would be smoking. Right. Okay, and my grandma, she smoked. Her cigarettes were brown. I just remember that. My 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 grandpa's cigarettes are Pall Malls, right. you know, little nails like right. you call them, and she smoked brown cigarettes. It always confused me. But okay, the air conditioning would be on, but the window would be down. About an eighth of an inch. So she could she could drop a coal out the front there. She got it right. She could just hook the coal out the front. That was it. That was the only reason that window oh, was open. <laughs> was so that she could drop that ash out there. <laughs> and it just being just suffocating. Yeah, those are the days. I mean, right? that's one of the, I do agree that I remember as a young adult uh, up in Portland, you'd go out to uh, go out to a bar and You'd have to make it make oh, a decision. Yeah. What red onion? Where were you going? <laughs> no, where where going was to... the Ed's drinking Zimas at the Red Onion? What was no, we were at, uh, at Moody's was a uh, was a bar that was down there, and the Lotus was our uh, was our favorite hangout. Eighties night at the Lotus. Oh, the Lotus. <laughs> they just closed it, by the way. But no, you'd go. So you couldn't wear a jacket into the bars because you really can't wash oh, a jacket boy. because it's you know. It, Right. Oh, right. Stink. Oh, so this is a rule like you yes. had because yeah, you would you would ruin stink everything. Stink and you couldn't yeah, wash yeah, it, so it's like you okay. have to you have to free. In Portland, it's always raining, always cold, so it's like you'd always you'd be worried about anyway. You could wash. You, that's why, I, you know, that's my personal belief why they invented flannels in the grunge movement because we're all freezing, but we wanted to have a flannel that we could then take <laughs> off and tie around our waist. <laughs> Once we got into the right, park. right. All you guys in the northwest over there, at the uh, yeah, I get it. No, I totally get it. I always love it. This probably exactly the why marketing too. It's one of the funny things to me is, um, you'll get this. You'll get a little bit of grief with the uh, with the the fact that they're marketing towards groups and they're marketing towards uh, like different individuals. And one of the things that that does bother me is the fact that they were marketing to kids. Like the, the I always loved the the kids. Joe Camel thing. Like. What was hilarious about that, though? Oh, yeah. Back when we, you talk about back when, we, when you yeah. and I were kids, the Joe Camel, how cool well, he was. Oh, I didn't think yeah. he was cool, but it was like you saw this guy, and it's like I remember looking at the 35 year old dude that had the Joe Camel on. It's like, wait a minute. That's not for you. That's for the, that's for the no, 14 year old you. <laughs> no, I get it. Yeah. It, but I mean, even look, it, I mean, he was a smooth. I remember it was it was a smooth character, you know. <laughs> like that? I think it was. I mean, that was literally the the ad campaign was. He was a smooth character, and he could be anywhere from in a tux. Oh yeah, tux of sunglasses. Uh, in a in a yeah in a yeah in a tux to on a Harley to a Hawaiian shirt or like I mean he was doing it. Worst oh, character, worst advertising character for uh, for products, Joe Camel or Spuds McKenzie? Oh, Joe Camel. <laughs> Spud McKenzie was a bad mojo, man. It was with those chicks. I just, huh? It was just it was such a weird, such a weird 
marketing thing. And then, and then uh, if you remember, uh, Red Dog came along, and it was voiced by Tommy yeah. Lee Jones, and Red Dog would come out, Red Dog here. It's like, what? I remember. I mean, I forgot about it, so now you remember it. There's, what in the world that was going on? I mean, it's like, we got a really ugly dog that was in Patton, and we're going to make him Spuds McKenzie, and now we're going to have a, I don't know, what was, was it a bulldog? Was Red Dog like a bulldog or a, or boxers? Gosh, I don't remember. <laughs> Whatever he was, he was super cool. I'll tell you that. <laughs> I mean, it's you know that never got to me. I mean, you know, people you can't advertise cigarettes on television, right? Now on television, you can have only magazines. I think. Well, yeah. Now, okay. So it used to be that you could you could advertise, but you couldn't show them smoking. Right. Now you can't advertise cigarettes at all. On the Ooh, there's a. I remember when I was a kid, you couldn't have cigarettes, but I remember they had an advertisement for Backwoods Smokes. And it had a theme song oh. that was, uh, I remember, it was, uh, please sing it <laughs> New to New Backwoods Smokes. That was how they did it. And that was it. And it's like these guys, these guys, and they're like little <laughs> tiny cigars. And it was, uh, so it was cigars. So I think yeah. it got around the fact that you could advertise cigars, but not cigarettes. Um, but yeah. Right. Of course. Any way to get around it. But, but yeah, they, they, yeah, you know, I, go ahead. This cigarette thing really bums me out because it's just another way the local government is is enforcing its will upon its constituents, you know. And it's like you really we're really living in a day and age where you can smoke, you can fire up a lid in public, but I can't smoke a cigarette like that. It's just it crazy, is, right. and it's I feel like this cycle is just going to get worse. Well, and it's, and it's also know, for like, no reason. The worst stop. part is that there's really no reason. I mean, I, look, smoking in public is, is, is annoying at best. I mean, at best it's annoying. And for the most part, I've actually gotten better. I used to hate having somebody smoking around me. And now it's like, I realize that it doesn't yeah. really matter. I don't like going into people's houses that are, that are smokers. Um, no, I don't like that. Yeah. Well, no, that's different right. though. That's different. That's completely encompassing, engulfing. You you literally smell right. afterwards. But I mean, there's literally like this. There's there's secondhand smoke, but now there's thirdhand smoke. Right. I mean, which has never been a death of secondhand smoke, really. I they blamed Christopher Reeves' wife on on. No, of course not. <laughs> they right. never really. <laughs> right. They're now realizing secondhand smoke is not really. A so there's thirdhand the stuff in the you curtains. You have to inhale right. that smoke over and over. Is it third hand smoke the stuff that's in curtains and on your clothes and stuff? Is that what? Oh, yes, exactly, exactly, exactly. <laughs> the dumbest thing I've ever heard. I mean, I have I've only smoked a curtain one time, okay? And I yeah, don't want to get him. into it. It was a really it late night. It was my teens. Uh, well, oh, that's all boy. I got about cigarettes. Yeah. Anyway, hey, you know who Tom Brady is? I heard of him. He's a soccer player, right? I mean. Yeah, I play soccer for the uh for the for the Toronto Maple Leafs, I think. Um Tom Brady has won more Super Bowls than a lot of of football F NFL franchise teams. He's won as many as anyone right? ever has. Tom Brady yes. has won five yeah. Super Bowls. More than anybody As many as anybody, yeah. right? He's okay. got five I mean, and somebody else has five. Terry yeah. Terry Bradshaw's got four, right? Yeah, it's uh, that he played defense. He was defense uh, for the Niners. It's going to bother me, so I'm going to look it up. Um, but anyway, yeah, I mean, this guy's – he talk. okay, 
he's got more, he's got all you know he's tied with one other person for most Super Bowl champions. He's married to arguably you know top two most beautiful women in the Paulina world. Polina Poroskova, right? Um, <laughs> oh no! Oh no! No, Anna, Anna yeah. Nicole Smith. <laughs> Oh, poor Anna. She's not here to defend oh, herself. Um, Giselle. Oh, Charles. Just, yeah, Charles Haley. Okay, Charles gotcha. Haley is the, right, the right. other guy with five. Giselle Bunchen is a, okay, is, is, is a real name. New England owner Robert Kraft. Um, okay, anyway, you know, Tom Brady, stud. Whether you like sure. him or not, whether you want to say he's got the best offense or you want to say he has uh, the best, you know, receiving core in the game. Tom Brady, still doing it. Anyway, okay. So he's married to what, Giselle Bunchen. Giselle yes. Bunchen, phenomenal. Their their kids literally look like they came off the pages of oh, Vogue. Yeah. I mean, like just yeah. I'll talk about some genes. Okay. Have you seen this guy drink I just a beer? Heard about this today. <laughs> I mean, you. Can, it's not even worth getting a stopwatch out. It's so fast like okay I, I was never good at chugging beer i don't know ed ed's probably a master at it um but, so the, are you a beer now, chugger? so yes you, I would, uh, among average people i could drink a beer faster than most but i had a friend that would he just he, he said i'm just gonna open my throat he'd say it like that and marty yeah. and he'd literally it would just dump it in and it would just go i mean just dump yeah. it in and I, I cannot do that <laughs> yeah, yeah, that is probably exactly how how Mr. Tom Brady drinks a beer, which is just <laughs> insane to me. How this guy he's got he it all. just he just opens his gullet <laughs> and drops it down. It's like what? A, what? He's got it all. He's Tom got Brady he's got a do. supermodel. That, that's got to be. <laughs> he's five five. Yeah, it's hashtag hashtag what what Tom Brady can't do because. Uh, he's his wife makes more money right. than him, if that's even possible. And then, I mean, okay, look, I'm a straight man. <laughs> he's a handsome dude. And if you're gay, not no, that there's yeah, anything wrong Seinfeld. with it for all you Seinfeld fans, yeah. Uh, so one of the man. things that I want to say that he's I'm a- more jealous of than, I mean, the money. Obviously, it would be nice to have that much money. Um. I've got a beautiful wife. Uh, I'm worried about that. What I'm saying do. about this is I am super jealous. And nobody talks about this. I'm super jealous that he gets to play football at 40. He still gets to play competitive, professional. I Look, I honestly would have – look, at. there's like this old man takedown tournament that's going on where they, they'll get these guys, like local local people will do this, where it's like you just, you go and it's like age groups, and it's just a takedown wrestling tournament. And it's like straight, and yes. there's like age groups. And speaking of uh, beers, if I have two beers, this sounds like the greatest idea in the world for me, is that I'm going to go down there, I still got it, I'm still in good shape, I'm going to go, and I'm going to go take down some of these guys in my weight class and my age group, and I'm going to show these guys just how tough I am. I'm I'm 48. Oh, if, you, if you do that, we will live. We will periscope it on Twitter. No, so but then I, then I wake up and it's like after it's like with no beers. I go, that's the dumbest thing I've ever heard. 
But I'm just, it's like, I'm gonna, get, I'm gonna break a neck. I'm gonna, I mean, I've already ruptured one pack. I'm gonna rupture another one. I've already got in trouble. Hey, that's what she said. <laughs> Can you imagine though, being able to play at the, and being known as the best in the game currently, not just, not just formerly, but currently still the best quarterback in the league, and you're 40 years old. I, that's amazing to me. I agree. He is. He's. He's quite the. He's just quite a specimen. There's just. He's not bad at anything. And uh, yeah. Anyway, Tom Brady is. Uh, he's got it all, my <laughs> yes, friend. He, he has got it yes, all. Yes, he does. Are you? All right. What else you well, got? Well, I mean, we got to do Grace and Allen, but I think we'll talk about that next time. It's. It's. March, we're still in the middle of March Madness, but it's like, I, do yourself a favor, Rick, and uh, I want you to to watch. Some of the highlights of him, and uh, he's the guy that trips. You know who he is, but oh, I know exactly who he is. He is either a legend or a just troublemaker who needs to be. So uh, you, uh, I don't right. know where you hated, hated Christian Leitner. I guarantee it. You hated Christian Leitner and hated Bobby Hurley, right? Of course. You look back at them, yes, and it's like you hated them because they. They were so cocky and so arrogant, or whatever it was. But they never cheap shot a dude. They would, they would, they no, would they get didn't. like little ticky tack fouls that would just piss people off and make them crazy. But they would hit game winners, and they would, they would constantly just be moving forward. And whenever they got, they got called on it, they would laugh and go, "Yeah, that's it." And and basically, yeah, that, I did it. Ha right. ha. Grayson Allen, when he looks at the refs, like what? I I. I ha I get matter, way more matter, way matter than I should get. <laughs> anyway, we'll talk about that. We don't have to talk about that right now. We'll get. We'll kind of go. <laughs> yeah, he is. Well, yeah, we'll, we'll definitely win. We'll do a March Madness special. Oh, let's do that. And just talk oh, it's freaking sports. Oh, I'll definitely in on that. Okay. Anyway, uh, here we go. Second, uh, second uh, podcast here, which means second installment of American Heroes. Now, Edward, you know I am a uh, proud. Veteran of the United States oh. Coast Guard, Stepa Paradis. Hua! We didn't. You didn't, do, we didn't that. do that. I just, I like to do that. Do uh, it. You make it up. Make it um, stick. Anyway, uh, the United States Coast Guard has one, one Medal of Honor recipient. And uh, I remember being in boot camp. We had, uh, when I was in Coast Guard boot camp, we had this huge, you know, uh, parade area. And it was grass. And it was probably, I don't even know. Four football field long and three football field wide. Okay, and on one end there was a statue of Mr. Douglas Monroe, who was who was the Coast Guard recipient uh, for who was the Medal of Honor recipient for Coast Guard. And on the other side of this field was this old lifeboat, right? And when uh, you know, I talk about how bitching the Coast Guard is, <laughs> right, right. and. Uh, I like to, I mean, when you say, you know, anytime I say I was in the Coast Guard, they go, oh, is that the military? Right. But one of the things was when we got in trouble was they would yell at us. It usually was at nighttime. They would tell us to go get our dental floss, mm -hmm. okay? And then to muster up out front of our, our building. Mm -hmm. And we would go down there and they would be yelling at us, you know, and they would tell us that we need to get a life rope from Douglas Monroe to the lifeboat okay. with dental floss. <laughs> with 
dental floss. Gonna... And if it broke, you had to start over. And you know, there's a there's some there's they put they pack some yards into that. Some of them are three hundred yard long, container. I think, or hundred yards long. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, these things aren't meant to be stretched out at length. <laughs> Literally, you have that thing stretched out over twenty yards. You blow on it; it's right. breaking. So this task of getting a life rope from the lifeboat across five football fields to Douglas Monroe impossible. But thankfully, thankfully, what Douglas Monroe did seemed impossible. Mister Monroe, for extraordinary heroism and and conspicuous gallantry in action above and beyond the call of duty as officer in charge of a group of Higgins boats engaged the engaged in the evacuation of a battalion of marines that's right you marines listen up toasties coming in okay uh engaged in the evacuation of a battalion of marines trapped by enemy Japanese forces at Point Cruz, Guadalcanal, September 27, 1942. After making preliminary plans for the evacuation of nearly 500 Marines, mm. Monroe, under constant risk of his life, daringly led five of his small craft toward the shore. As they closed, as they closed on the beach, he signaled the others to land and then in order to draw the enemy's fire and protect the heavily heaven sorry excuse me the heaven heavily, heavily yeah, gotcha oh my Take goodness mm-hmm. thanks ed let me start over and then in order to draw the enemy's fire and protect the heavily loaded boats he valiantly placed his craft with its two small guns as a shield between the beachhead and the japanese with his task of evacuation was nearly completed, Monroe was killed by enemy fire. But his crew, two of whom were wounded, carried on until the last boat had loaded and cleared the beach. By his outstanding leadership and expert planning and dauntless devotion to duty, he and his courageous comrades undoubtedly saved the lives of many who otherwise would have perished. He gallantly gave up his life in defense of his country. Mr. Douglas Monroe, God bless Love you. Yeah. Ed, thank you for another episode of The Loudmouth. You can check us out on SoundCloud, on Anchor, on Apple Podcasts, and you can find links to all this on our Facebook page. Please uh, like, share, comment, talk right. shit. Tell us how great we're doing. Find us on Twitter. Get, some, get in on the, the ground floor, mouth. baby. 1776. Yeah, That's right. The... Be one of the first right. to engage. <laughs> All right, Richard. Anyway, Edward, till next week. Thank you, everybody, and God, God bless. bless.